Hi, and welcome to Wasted Takes, episode 116. 116 being an American Southern Christian hip-hop group. Didn't even know those existed, but apparently that's what 116 is. Uh, I am Trey, joined as always by Dylan and Cam. Tucker will be joining us later, still getting the new restaurant figured out. How are we doing, gentlemen? We're doing fantastic. All right, uh, big show this week. Lot to cover. Um, we've got had the coinciding of you know NFL free agency and baseball free agency. To, uh, we're going to be continuing some of our thoughts from last week, I imagine. Um, and hockey trade deadline. An important show note. Uh, happy birthday to Dylan. Dylan turned twenty five this week, so let's, uh, give it up to Dill, the uh, producer of the pod. Really, uh, Dill, how we how we feeling at twenty five? I feel older. Uh, went out to Boston, hung out with the dudes. It was short lived. Um, the streets got to me, in Boston. Uh, I couldn't handle it. Uh, went back early. Um, so yeah, I'm just living in the streets of Boston now, down in the sewers. Um, so it's good to be here. I mean, you had the issue of showing up for uh, St. Patty's weekend, which is basically the biggest drinking weekend in Boston uh, of the year. So I uh, can't fault you. You did. You were an agent of chaos, though. You unplugged the music on a very, very populated bar. Um, I actually didn't notice it, but it's something you turned me on to later. So just, just ca- causing chaos out there. Yeah. So. I reached back to like lounge and the, the rate this like box with all the cords was there and I snagged it with my finger. And I don't know, you know, every once in a while when you just get that clarity when you, you shouldn't, I, I, that's, I got it. I saw, Oh, plug out. That was me. I see the hole first try, put the jack back in there. Music came back on. People were yelling, screaming, so upset. Music came back on and everybody was okay. Christina was yelling, play some country. We don't need that. We don't need that. It was the same song back on again. But All right. It was well, quick reaction time. That will explain the reason that our last episode, which you haven't heard at this point of this recording, isn't out yet. Dylan had a busy, busy week. Uh, you know, we, we, get, we cut him slack because, you know, we love him. So uh, that'll get up. But uh, as a result of that, we do not have a winner for this week. We'll have two points next week. Uh, no poll this week. I'm um, actually opening, like editing it right now. All right. So it should be up by uh, tomorrow. So um, that being the, what is today? The 22nd. So it Second. should be up by the 23rd. Um, other than that, I don't really, I can't really think of any winners and losers. Uh, my brain has not been on the pod uh, recently. So if anybody's got anything they want to bring up. Oh, I, I mean, right away, Dylan, loser for Freddie Freeman. Yeah, I was just about to say, um, not not close, not too wrong about the price, though. A little, little more than what I thought, but. That's going to be a tough one to get votes on. I had, on I the, had the right amount of years. The poll is going to be coming out, you know, a week, week and a half after the signing. Might be tough to, uh, to garner votes there. So, uh, Cam, you got anything? Yeah, I think I'm a loser. Um, the minimal upsets in March Madness. Obviously, St. Peter's has won twice as a 15 seed. And we got Iowa State, Miami in the uh, Sweet 16. Um, it's not too too crazy, but St. Peter's definitely makes me a loser. So I'll take it. 
That's definitely a uh, big thing we got to touch on that I didn't mention at the top of the show. March Madness will also be included. So uh, we should jump right into Waste Takes so we don't uh, record all night. Um, I want to do my Waste Take because I did talk about it last week on the episode, which you'll hear. Um, but just, just the way the free agency has been going, um, the Patriots still haven't really done much in terms of free agency. They did end up bringing back Trent Brown, which is a huge signing, but, uh, I, you know, I just want to put this take out there because I'm a man of my word. Like, I don't want to have a take out there. That's not a real take. That's not like put to, you know, put to the test. I, I want to be able to be called a loser if I, if I miss on it. So I'm going to put it forward as a wasted take, um, could be a potential, you know, wasted take greatest waste take of all time if it, if it becomes true but um like i said last week not loving the way the patriots are approaching this offseason with their coaching staff and their personnel uh the afc has become bloated with talent all of a sudden um the entire afc west got better the bills got better the browns got better um so basically it's the same thing I said last week. If the Patriots go under 500, I'm not going to say miss playoffs. I originally was going to say miss playoffs, but I'm thinking there's 0% chance they make the playoffs now. If they go under 500 next year, the Patriots will fire Bill Belichick. It's time to part ways with him. He still can coach. There's no doubt about that. Um, he's a he's still a fantastic coach that can get more out of the talent than uh, most coaches. But the fact that he refuses to supplement his team with talent, he has zero elite players on his team. He hasn't been able to draft. No first or second rounders are currently on the team from the past, you know, whatever, 10 drafts, um, which is embarrassing. Um, he hasn't been able to sign free agents. He still thinks that he can take these trash offensive players and make them great, even though it was Brady doing that all along. There is no draw to come to New England without Brady. Um, it's just time. All the great things must come to an end. It happened with Brady. It's got to happen with Belichick one day. Um, he's lost a step, clearly. He doesn't have his heart in it as much as he used to. Uh, he's skipping more events. I mentioned all this stuff last week, but just rehashing it for you. So um, if the Patriots have a losing record this year, I, I want to say the Patriots should, but we don't like those takes. So the Patriots will fire Bill Belichick. So you made a, a simple take before. I forget exactly what it was. I can, um, I can give that to you. It was if the Patriots... Um, are not in the playoffs in the next three years. Brady, sh- uh, I mean, uh, Belichick should uh, retire, is what I say. Yeah, I, I don't agree just because I don't think that they would they would ever fire him. Just out of respect, I think they'll just let him retire and they'll have a talk or two with him. Um, here's, it's a funny thing. I listened to the Herds and John Howard. I don't think you like him too much, but I don't mind him. I have no he, problem with Colin. He said something similar to what you just said about they never really have a bunch of talent. When they had Grog, Aaron Hernandez, and Welker, obviously that's a different story. Um, Randy Moss is a good one too. But really, a lot of those teams didn't have big names, anything like that. And I think Bill's just like trying to do what he's always done and just trust his QB, but it's not very good. And that's what you were saying. And I, I don't think it's going to work. And I don't think they will make the playoffs. Just, we'll touch on it later, but the AFC is just insane right now. And at the same time, I don't think they can fire him. I think Kraft can talk to him and try to give him an ultimatum. But at the end of the day, just out of respect, 
I think there's just no way. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the thing, like, it's up to craft, but the motto here has always been get rid of a guy a year early rather than a year late. Um, I think that New England fans have become soft after we've started to win. I think there was more of a fan outcry for actual success. Um, based, you know, it'd be one thing if they had a couple string of seasons, like, um, you know, last year they went seven and nine again. Mac was, you know, average, average for a rookie. I think we can all agree that he was pretty damn good for a rookie, not just as a quarterback, but for a rookie quarterback, he was pretty damn good. Um, if you hadn't gone out the year before and really supplemented your roster with talent, if it didn't, you didn't make it look like um, you wanted to to compete right away, which they totally did. It just makes no sense for them to go back on that philosophy, I guess, to, to me. Um, so I think if, if New England fans were a little more vocal, that this, you know, there it would be more possible, but I do agree that the big obstacle is he's done so much here and, you know, like I credit him a hundred percent for, you know, turning this team into what it is and, and this dynasty into what it is. Um, meaning like I, I acknowledge his partner. I'm not saying it was all of him, but, um, all good things must come to an end and eventually he's going to have to retire and that's it. But Dill. Yeah, I mean, the headline is not going to be Bill Belichick gets fired. Oh, no, it'll be a mutual parting of ways if it happens. If if, if Kraft goes up to him and says, hey, we want to go a different direction, we're not going to you know, go out and say, you're fired. We're going to let you walk away on your own terms, say, hey, I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm taking a step away from the game to focus on my health, blah, 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 whatever. Um, but it will, in, in effect, be a firing like most of these coaching like leaves are like John Farrell okay. in Boston. All right. Well, then that's definitely different, but, um, for all intents and purposes, those kind of, of moves. Yeah. Are yeah. Fires. They are. Yeah. No, I get you. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, it will happen at some point, um, at the end of this season, I think it would have to be a really bad season. Because I we're still in the beginning phase as a team, growing this new team under new quarterback. That you know, two years of the new quarterback I don't know is enough. I mean, I could see it if it's after two losing seasons, then for sure. Um, but just one next year, I don't. I don't see it. The thing is, like. Right now should be the push because Bill's got three years left in him, three to five years left in him. Um, he's trying to get the coaching record, and clearly they're better with him, better off with him as the strictly coach, meaning X's and O's, than anybody else. I my fear is you're going to get a guy in here who stinks like Matt Patricia, who's going to be recommended by Belichick, and you guys are going to go right back to where you were. So it should be you're pushing right now. If he isn't his heart isn't in it. You rip the bandaid off early. You get somebody in here who's hungry. If they don't work, then you can make the adjustment. I just feel like we're doomed for a stretch of mediocrity after he leaves. So we might as well get on with it if he's just going to be mediocre himself. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. But I don't know if I'm there to say that, you know, he's being mediocre. I don't know if I'm there yet. I mean, the team did a whole hell of a lot in the offseason. They spent the most, last year, they spent the most money in any offseason ever. 
and they played pretty good football for most of the year last year. Um, you're saying this because of, you know, however, it's been one month of off-season football, uh, like trade talks, and we just haven't made the moves that you wanted, so now you're getting really upset by it. I mean, I, I would give it's, it a little bit more time. It's not just that. It's the lack of a coaching staff. It's the fact that a lot of these free agent picks pickups weren't that good last year. It's just shoddy GM work that's pissed me off more than anything. Like I never minded in the past when we had quiet off seasons because we didn't need talent with Brady here. Clearly that's not the case anymore. And he's being stubborn and refuses to believe that. So that's, that's kind of where my beef lies. If we were a normal team with a normal head coach and we had, you know, and, and we weren't directly competing against Brady, which I think is a huge part of this kind of this legacy and what this story of this all is going to be once it's said and done, then it wouldn't matter as much to me. But with this going on, with all these factors, I think you need to take that into account. And that's why I'm a little less patient than I would be if it were a different circumstance. But All right. Um, who's next? I got one. Let it rip. So I'm starting to think about the draft, and I haven't seen much uh, combine-wise, but when I go on Twitter, there's one name that keeps popping up, and this isn't really a QB-heavy draft, but Malik Willis. I knew it. (laughs) From Liberty. I don't like him personally. Um, And that's just like stat-watching. I've seen the throws that he's made in the combine. But a lot of people have done that and not panned out. Uh, I do think that if there is one guy that somebody's going to go all in for, it would be him. And my take is that the Seahawks are going to trade up for Malik Willis with the fourth pick. So right now that's the Jets. And obviously the Seahawks have a lot of picks. They just traded Russ away. And they have good receivers, but pretty much no one else. They're definitely in rebuild mode. And this guy is high risk, but high reward. And I think that if Pete Carroll wants to save his job, he's not going to do it with Drew Locke. If he tries to get Jimmy or Baker Mayfield, that's not going to help. He's in a really good division. I think... They're going to go all in. I don't know what the trade is going to be, how many picks, players, whatever, but they're going to trade up with the Jets, number four, and get Malik Willis. All right, so I've said I've said this before, that no matter what happens, NFL teams are dumb, and they're going to overvalue these QBs, and that's exactly what's happening here. I've seen all the love he's getting on social media. I Do you still, agree? What was that? Do you agree? Well, I'm not done yet. Um, I, I, I think the hype is there. I think that they will go much higher than they should go, including Kenny Pickett. But to me, the guy's Kenny Pickett of, of the first pick. I've had this for months. I've said this for months. Um, I think there's no way that he isn't the first quarterback off the board. Everybody's saying he's most pro ready, yada, yada, yada. Um, I also don't think if you're the Seahawks, why waste these picks that you have on a weak quarterback class? 
you have to spend a pick to get them. You have to spend picks to get into this position to get them. Why do that for a guy that's probably not going to be the answer, in my mind, at least, in my eyes? Wait it out, rebuild, draft some talent, some defensive talent, um, some O-line talent um, in the first round this year. Use those picks to supplement your roster. Worry about the quarterback later. Yes, you might have a tough year this year, but go in, get get you know get the things you really need to have a have a basis for a team. Not somebody that you need to compete right now because they're not going to do that no matter who they draft. Um, get the get the guys you can put around the quarterback. Then worry about the quarterback next season. The agency, the draft, new class coming up. I really don't like this quarterback class, and I think these quarterbacks are going to be overvalued. Um, like I've said, I think it's not worth it. And I think that this won't happen because I don't, I don't see them wasting all this capital that they just picked up to get a guy who might not be the answer, who, you know, is the best of a bad batch of quarterbacks. Um, and I don't even think he's the best, but, um, yeah, that, that's, that's just my opinion. I'm, I'm very, very low on these quarterbacks, so I really don't have a lot of good things to say. Real quick, real quick. So you kind of made my point. It's so Pete Carroll just got rid of his star quarterback that won in the Super Bowl. He had forever. Russell Wilson's awesome. Was he the GM there? No, I don't think so. But he's I mean, he still has a say in the decisions. So that's not my thing. I think Pete Carroll, they just got rid of Bobby Wagner, Russell Wilson, and yeah, they could go into rebuild mode. Or, but I think either way, if the Seahawks have a losing season or two, he's gone. So I think his mindset is let's try to win now and high risk, high reward, like I said. And I think they're just going to go all in, try to get him. And if he doesn't pan out, he's fired. But I think if they don't pick him, probably get fired anyway. I don't agree. I don't think they're in win-now mode in any sort of way. I don't think they can expect to be in win-now mode with the amount of talent no, they've I, just dropped I, off. By win-now, win I mean like nine wins. I don't mean Super still, Bowl. Range. Still, I, I don't think they're in that mode, and I, I think they kind of realize that they're going to have at least one bad year, and then maybe you know, then maybe you put them on the hot seat. But I think he's bought himself a year um, to say, let me get this thing back together. In 2023, we'll be regrouped and ready to go. So I, I just don't think it's going to happen. Uh, Dill? Like Trey said, I mean, it just comes down to what would the Seahawks be able to give up in order to get the pick. Um, I don't think it's in their best interest to waste um, what they just got on Wilson for this guy. But, you know, the Jets are the Jets and the Jets Jets. So they probably will take some terrible offer for this pick anyway. Um and the Seahawks will pick up a quarterback who probably won't do anything in the league. So I'm going to agree because the Jets will get. Well, that would be a good move from the Jets if they got rid of, if they traded that pick, picked up some assets, and the guy stunk. Yeah, but it would still be a bad trade anyway. <laughs> All right. Because um, it's the Jets. You got anything else on a cam or you want to move on? Oh, wait, I'm here. Oh, Tucker, what's up? Uh, did you hear the Oh, take? yeah, I've been here. I've been here, like, yeah. Um, well, I'm looking at the Seahawks' prior drafts right now, and 
we talk shit about the Patriots draft classes. The Seahawks are significantly worse drafters. I'm just looking at their last, like, five first-round picks. Jordan Brooks, LJ Collier, Rashad Penny, German Effetti, Paul Richardson, Christine Michael. Like, all these guys are just absolute no-names. And I, I just... I think they're just bad drafters. I think they don't know what they're doing. So I could see Cam being right just in the fact that this team is going to swing for the fences because they've been shooting over. Like on this list of players in the last three years, I recognize one name from their three draft classes. Two names, sorry. Over three years, I recognize two names from their draft classes. Total. DK Metcalf and... DJ Dallas. I mean, this team is notoriously bad at drafting, according to my knowledge that I just made. So I would be not that surprised if they reached on a QB trying to hope they can find lightning in a bottle or something. I mean, I guess I don't. I, I get, I, it just doesn't make you're right that, that a dumb NFL team would, would do it, Cam. And so... You're right. You're right there. I don't totally disagree with you, but I just, in my own, for my own sanity, I have to say no because I just couldn't believe that that these teams can t- continue to make these freaking decisions and have it bite them in the ass. So, um, all right, who wants to go next, Dylan or Tucker? Not me. What was your take, Trey? My take was if uh, it was the same. The thing I mentioned last week: if Belichick has a losing season, the Patriots will fire him. No comment. Terrible fucking take. That's such a, wait, wait, no. Uh, first, I want to get into Trey's stupid fucking take. Can I Can I go on a rant about this? Go ahead. You think we're going to not, like, not even he's going to retire, but he's going to get fired? You it's, think not gonna be, it's not going to be a straight up Bill That's Belichick has been fired. Say. It's going the to be. coach of all time. There's going to be like, eh, no, bad season. You're fired. Your first your second losing season in your 22 years as head coach, clearly you're washed up. Well, Can't do it. He's been oh, a- did you bring a rookie QB to the playoffs last year? Yep. Wow. Yeah, no, you're definitely not building it's- anything here. Just burn it down to the ground. Go. It's not for his coaching. It's for the fact he's been a bad GM for 10 years now. Yeah, bad GM. How many Super Bowls do we win those 10 years? Uh, Tom Brady won three. How many Super Bowls do we win those 10 years? So a GM- Tom Brady won three. Out of 32 teams in the league, the GM of this team was on a team that won three of those ten. With the greatest player in team sports. Job, but he's bad at his job. I just want to make sure. Yes, he is bad at his job as you're a GM. You're stupid. You're stupid. No, no, you're stupid. Cam, if you got a GM, if I said, hey, Cam, uh, you're going to sign a GM next year, and over the next ten years you're going to win three Super Bowls, what would you say? I have Tom Brady on my team because if it if he so, makes the moves that Bill does, it would make no sense to win ten. Yeah, yeah. Without years. knowing what I know, I would say let's do it. But knowing what I know, that Tom Brady is the reason that they win. Yeah, the no, but you well, missed what I, you missed what I said earlier. It's the fact that he had maybe two or three teams with actual talent comparatively, and he still won Super Bowls is 
proof that it was pretty much Tom Brady the whole time. Bill is a great coach, don't get me wrong. First three were Bill. I will say the first three were Bill. Bill was a great GM for the first, you know, 10 years of the, of the run. He found value. He Brady was in all those Super Bowls. The last three were 100% Tom and bad Ross. Tom Brady scored... 13 points. They won 13-3 against the Rams. Okay, so give, so give 10% credit to Jared Goff being terrible at football. Yeah, no, no. 13-3, and you're like, Tom Brady won that Super Bowl. I don't know. The defense holding them, the Rams, the number one scoring offense in the NFL, to three points seems like it might have played a part, idiot. Yeah, but they could have they, they won the so game if they weren't oh bad, if God. they didn't have a bad quarterback. You're, so, you're just like the rich kid that got like the Range Rover for his birthday, but he wanted the Audi R8. No, but I'm not, because I'm not too spoiled to say that Bill Belichick is the, oh, he can do no wrong, blah, blah, blah. I'm critical of him because because of what he's done. Yeah, yeah. No, no, you're critical of him as soon as everything doesn't go your way 24-7. You're like, you know what? Maybe we need to move on. It's not one. It's not like he just didn't. Don't win for 30 years. Like, there's a team with Aaron Rodgers on it for the last 15 years and they won one fucking Super Bowl. It's not like he didn't just not re-sign one guy. He has no plan in place for the future. He can't decide if he wants to build the team up or let it just sit as it is and rebuild over a five-year period. He doesn't yeah, have that it's much. It's almost like over the last 20 years, they didn't overpay for... Because um, they didn't need guys. to because they had Tom Brady. They didn't overpay for guys and it constantly paid off because they were... Because they had Tom Brady. Because they had Tom Brady. Okay, I'm I'm sorry because I remember that year that they beat the Rams. They were the number one defense in the NFL, not the number one offense. Why did Why did that? Stephon Gilmore take a free uh, team friendly deal to come here to play with for no, Bill no. Belichick? But, no, but, but to play for with that. Tom like, Brady it, and have a chance to win with Tom. Because Brady. Tom Brady was the best that they were the number one defense in the NFL. You understand that, right? No, I do like, understand that. I, I he's a scoring defense because of Tom Brady. And I preface this take. I preface this take allowing the fewest yards per game because of Tom Brady. I preface like this take with saying he's still a great coach. Back because you're like, eh, it was Tom Brady. It wasn't always Tom Brady. The last year Tom Brady was on the Patriots, they, he didn't even pay, play particularly well. They didn't have a good team at all. It, I it know, but their defense carried them. No, they didn't. They played crap. They played crap teams for eight weeks. They were the go ahead, Cam. The entire NFL with. Being a crap team. Go ahead, Cam. Bill's strategy was Brady is so good, I won't even build weapons around him. It wasn't um, that, Cam. It was I'm so good that I don't need to put weapons around him. But right, go ahead. But Tucker, Tucker does have a point. I mean, he built very good defense. There's many people, Rodney Harrison, Teddy Bruschi, like I said, the first three Super Bowls were 100%. He, he had a huge impact on those, and he was a great GM during that period. I 100% agree that, with that. But he's an FGM now and an A head coach now. What's that average out to? A C. You can do better than that. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. Shame on you. You don't deserve to be a Patriot. Dylan, you got to take... <laughs> No, he doesn't. Dylan? Is it not there? Sorry. Dylan? Muted. Muted. Sorry. Muted. Muted. Sorry. Um, I have to take. Yes. Uh, so, the Red Sox just signed Trevor Story. Six years, 140. Um, 
I like the signing in that I think it fills a hole. I think um, it solidifies the Red Sox's outfield now. Um, I think it makes them a better team. I'm not, I don't believe in any of the hype around um, the, um, the like Xander Bogarts, Trevor Story kind of, you know, battle for a shortstop and, you know, what does that mean for Xander and all that thing. I don't believe in any of that. Story's going to play second. It's going to be fine. They're going to each make $20 million a year and play baseball. It's not going to be a problem. Um, I think this move uh, puts the Red Sox that much higher in the division. I still don't put them at the top, um, but I think it slips them above the Yankees. And the take is that the Yankees will now be out of the playoffs this year again, and they will be, um, now I'm just going to say it. They're going to come in last in the division. That's it. The Orioles are going to. I was going to say something about the playoffs and put them on a, put them at a certain spot, but no, they're going to come in last. Orioles, I am the Orioles. They're coming up. Uh, Yankees coming last in the division. Um, nope. It's going to be a no for me, just because I think the Orioles are a joke. They'll never be good. Um, who do they have that's really coming up? I mean, they have Mancini. That's like the only guy I can name on the entire team. Um, the center fielder uh, starts with a C. Um, exactly. Oh my! Uh, probably a bum. Mullen, Cullen Mullins. Cullen Mullins. That's his name. <laughs> um, no, I think the Yankees will probably finish third. Um, I'd say the Rays, the Sox, the Yankees, the Blue Jays, the Orioles. Um, I don't know much about the Blue Jays at all. I know they have Vladdy, and he's got a huge bum, and like I was really dingers. It's Cedric Mullins. It starts with a C, and his last name is Mullins. Colin Mullins. Uh, not that good. So I think the Orioles finish in last again, to the surprise of nobody. Um, I hope I hope it's true, because the Yankees are miserable, and it's funny that they're a poverty franchise now. But, um, no, I don't think they'll come in last. Tucker? Um, yeah, no, there's... The Orioles still do exist. I don't know. Did the Orioles do anything, like, huge that I don't know about? They didn't make any big signings. No, they did not. All right, so no. I don't I don't think they'll come in last. I think the Red Sox will be, though. I believe in the Sox. Like, I'm not discrediting the Sox or anything, but, uh, you know, the Yankees, like, aren't are still very good. Like, so I base baseball at this point off of how many players in the team do I know? I know a lot of players in the Yankees. I know about one player. No, I know zero players in the Orioles. Trey, you name an Orioles player, go. Trey Mancini. Cedric oh, Mullins. I knew, I knew Mancini. Colin Mullins. Not Anybody pretty else? sure that's the guy from Harry Potter. Um, but no, I can't name. <laughs> I can't name a single pitcher on their rotation. Yeah, no, John, I just John Means. Never heard of him. He's their, he's their number one starter. Never heard of him. He had a no-hitter last year. Never heard of him. He's a lefty. Still haven't heard of him. 
Um, Cam, are you back with us? No. Anything else on it, though, while we stall for Cam? Hello? Yeah, so, see, I'm trying to think of... I mean, I don't want to change the take, but... Someone's got to figure this out if they look at the numbers. I, it's like, I want to say that the Yankees are going to have the highest paid team, yet be... The, it's got to be the, the Dodgers, wor right? Worst in their division. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like, they 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 spend more money than all the other teams of the division, but they're going to come in fourth or fifth, or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. Right? Like, no other team's going to have paid that much money in their division and be that low. Gotcha. Is it, is that, I don't want to make that the take, but that, side that's take. what's going to happen. A little side take. Uh, Cam, are you back? No? All right. Well, I guess Cam's going to get skipped on his uh, opinion on his own team because um, he's taking a bathroom break or something. But, all right, let's move on to Tucker. Tucker, Tucker what's your take? Yeah, mine is an NBA take, specifically the Celtics. Wagon. The hottest team in the NBA. Absolutely wagon. I'm sure – I'm sure if the Celtics don't win the championship this year, Trey thinks Emei Doka should be fired. Nope, I'm very but, happy with this team right now. I hated them to start the year. I even had Ben say they yeah, were no, terrible no, to I me. Mean, yeah, you're a fair weather only when they're really good. You start to like that sports team. I get that. But going on to my take. Um, yeah, so I've been watching the Celtics. I've actually been watching a couple of games. It might have a lot to do with the fact that I just played the future on them to win the NBA Finals like three weeks ago, and now I kind of believe in it. Um, 22 to 1 odds, by the way. Um, but I, this team is so much better now that they got Derek White. It was the idea of getting your coach to become your man, your general manager, is a great fucking idea. Let me say it. Because who knows your team better, what your team needs, more than the guy running the organization, running the, that was just running the team. It's a perfect guy to have up there in the front office now because it's not just about who's the big name, it's who's the best team fit. When you're talking to a GM, like you're talking to a business guy half the time. Now you're talking to a great NBA mind. A guy that understands the game, understands the team, understands the players in the huddle. And this has made the Celtics so much better because they find a guy, instead of like going after some big name, like free agent, they go after a great defensive guy that can round out the starting roster. And I believe with this roster the Celtics have, they can win the NBA Finals this year. The Celtics are winning the championship. Okay, um, let me address the Fairweather fan thing. Um, the reason I'm very supportive of them right now is because this is how I expected them to be for two years now. Everybody in Boston sucks on their butts saying, oh, the Celtics are so good. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are the best young duo, blah, blah, blah. And what did they have to show for it? Squat. And they always yeah. were inconsistent. Yeah, they were, they were 22 when they made it to the Eastern Conference Yes. How, how many years ago was that now? Four? Um, but they were ultimately inconsistent all the time and it was incredibly frustrating because I did believe that they had the talent to play at this level and now they're doing it and I'm very happy to see it. I had given up on them in the first month of the season because they were so, so bad 
and you can call me a Fairweather fan or whatever. I didn't jump to another team, but I certainly wasn't interested in them. The way they're playing now, I think, is fantastic. They're playing as a unit. Um, their two big names are finally meshing and both putting up big numbers consistently. Um, they're playing great defense, which is you know important in the NBA. If you play great defense, it makes it that much easier because nobody knows how to beat good defense. Um, I can 100% see them winning the NBA Finals. I think anything outside of an Eastern Conference Final appearance is a failure this year. Um, now you can say that you can they say that's negative, but the way they're playing right now, there's no reason they shouldn't. They've beaten a lot of contenders um, throughout this kind of big stretch they've had over these past two months. They should be um, a contender for the NBA Finals. Jason Tatum has played himself right into the MVP conversation, so he needs to just keep it up. My worry is the consistency. The consistency is always a problem with this team year in, year out. They get hot right now, and then the summer rolls around and they fall off. But I feel like it's a little different this year because they are playing so well. Um, in terms of your Brad talk and stuff like that, yes, I think it's good to have Brad in there. I think he's a smart guy with a basketball mind. I don't think this was a genius move by the Celtics. I think this was effectively a firing of Brad um, from coaching and from Danny as GM. Danny hadn't done anything. But since not that. really, though, because you don't fire someone because you don't like what they're doing, but yeah. also give them a promotion. At no, the it was time. it was they like what they like, Brad. They like his mind, but he didn't connect with the players. I don't think the players like Brad that much. I think they thought. He yeah. Was a dorky so guy. it's the perfect. Yeah, no, it's a, it was a good. It was put him in where you're right. You have it, a great basketball mind that doesn't connect with players. You bring a guy that can connect with the players and is the coach. And bring the genius basketball mind to the front office to run that. You're right, but I don't think it was a total like we we love this guy so much we want him as a GM instead of the coach. It was more like ah, this guy's not getting it done as a coach. He's smart. Let's hang on to him. He could be a great GM for us. And Danny yeah. H hasn't done anything since that that trade a hundred years ago that still is yet to prove uh, who won that trade. By the way, because yeah. if the Nets win um, a championship, they won that trade. Don't forget that take. But I, again, I'm just saying that, Trey, this is part of your, like, toxic mentality that you have. Like, not to psychoanalyze you right now, but every bad move is because they're dumb and they're stupid and they're doing bad things. And every good move was like, well, they had to do it. I'm going to make excuses for why they did it. No, it was a good move. I'm just saying it's not like... That's not what you said, though. You said, like, I wouldn't call it... You said... Quote, I wouldn't call it a great move. Okay, well, then I misspoke. You're right. You're right. You're right. I misspoke. You're right. I misspoke. It was a great move, but it wasn't just like an elevation of him strictly because he was so smart at basketball. It was an elevation of him because he wasn't getting it done as head coach. They needed to go in a different direction. If the Nets win a championship before the Celtics, that trade's a failure, by the way. Um, Anybody else got anything on it? But they 100% should win the NBA Finals this year, or be in it, Tucker. I didn't hear the take. The, Cel- um, the Celtics are going to win the NBA Finals. So, I don't think so. But I will say that they look better than I've seen them since 08. So, and the East is really weak. I went to a Heat game a couple weeks ago, and they're number one in the East. They have no stars. Jimmy averages like 21, and then the rest of the team is like right below them. They play great team ball. No stars, though. So I think the East is really weak, and the Celtics, especially of late, look really good. I don't think they'll win, um, but this is the best Celtics team I've seen 
Um, also, Cam, while you're speaking, uh, brief thoughts. Yankees are going to finish last in the AL East, according to Dylan. Yeah, I heard that uh, real quick. Honestly, wouldn't be surprised. I think the Orioles are still a dumpster fire. But Yankees made no moves. They are broke, apparently. And, and they cheat. I didn't hear about that. But I'll look into it. But yeah. I don't see the Yankees doing well. The Yankees are going to get stripped of their 20 championships because they're cheaters and the whole league's going to hate them. Uh, the wind's going to blow the opposite way while they're hitting every time and they're going to come in last place. Um, Dylan, you often, uh, there's often an argument about who's the best uh, Boston team uh, between the Bruins and the Celtics. Um, what do you think about the Celtics right now? Do they have a chance? Well, the the Bruins have been ridiculously hot these past, like, the same stretch. It's actually kind of crazy. Um, They're the same team. This team is the same team. It's really weird. Um, All the time. The one thing about the Celtics, though, which is what I've said since the beginning of this podcast so many moons ago, was that um, it's time for the young guys of the Celtics to grow a pair, become veterans, and will this team to some sort of, like, more than a slightly above average success. But when I say um, it, I'm an asshole, Bill. When I say it, I'm a bad I, guy. <laughs> I've been saying it forever. So, um, it's not like they're, they're, it's not like they've done particularly bad, but it's the same thing when it comes down to uh, Patrice Bergeron, uh, Brad Marchand, David Pasternak. You know, when the going gets tough, then you need to rise up and beat players that are probably better than you. Um, that hasn't that hasn't happened. You haven't won that championship in a long time. Um, so this year, it seems, for the Celtics, seems to be the year for these guys. Um, they're getting to be in their prime, I would say. Um, it's a little bit later than what Trey and I would have liked, but. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen this year because, like what what Cam said, the East. I mean, I'm not watching a lot of basketball, but I know the East is not very good. Um, so to me, it can, seems like nobody's very good except for the Celtics right now. If the seas can ride this wave, um, I may be watching some basketball here in the playoffs. I've watched more basketball in the past two months than I have in probably five years. So I will. I say watched that. a movie today that was about basketball. We'll get to that. Um, all right, let's jump into segments. Let's try to go quick because we've got about a million. Might cut some of them uh, depending on how we do. So um, let's not touch on them too much here. Uh, first one, the big news. Uh, Sean Watson is now a Cleveland Brown, uh, traded for a multitude of picks. Um, he originally told the Browns, you're out. Then he said, I'm back in. Baker said goodbye to the Browns. What's going to happen to him? So thoughts on the deal, thoughts on how much better this makes the Browns. I think this makes the Browns a immediate contender. Uh, they've already ha- had a uh, you know a really good defense, um, at least on paper. Uh, the only the only issue has seemed to be that quarterback kind of uh, sink. I think Baker's just about done um, with all that's happened. You know, OBJ kind of proving him to be a, a bit of a fraud. Um, but to me, Watson makes his team a immediate contender. Amari Cooper, you know, Nick Chubb, Deshaun Watson. Um, who else do they got up receiver? Anybody? I don't even know. But um, 
the guy has a high field the last game. See, oh, okay. See, yeah. People's Jones, something like that. Um, yeah, I think that's it. People's Jones. Yeah, but um, no, I think this makes them immediate contender, and that's a crazy division. They, you've got three really good teams in that division now. The AFC has all of a sudden, you know, we talked. Cam, Cam has always said, you know, for the past couple of years that the AFC is weak. I think that's totally changed now. That's flipped on its head, um, especially this offseason. But, I mean, I don't hate the move from Cleveland. I think, you know, as long as, you know, they, they made a really good move and only gave, giving him a million dollars this year. So if he does get suspended, then they're good to go uh, with him for the rest of his deal. Um, hopefully he stays out of trouble. Um, but I, I think this makes Cleveland an immediate def- uh, contender. Baker, I have no idea where Baker's going to go right now. I mean, I, I can't even think of the places that still need a quarterback. Um, so I imagine he'll go somewhere and compete for a job. I have no idea. I have no earthly idea. Uh, maybe the Falcons um, could take a look at him to compete with Mariota. Maybe the Saints could take a look at him to compete with Jameis. But you, you just got to worry about committing that much money to a guy who might end up being your your backup. Um, Cam, what do you think? Yeah, so as I've said last podcast, uh, I think Deshaun is just not going to be as good as he once was. Um, uh, it doesn't make sense to me at all that he went to the AFC. Never mind the Browns. And that division is, like, really good. Um it made a lot more sense to me, Cam, when I saw the contract. That kind of made a lot of sense to me. Yeah, I mean, if it's about money, then I, sure. He there. strikes me as a big money guy, especially everything he just went through. <laughs> I think so, too. Um, Winning-wise, I oh, think that he might rape someone. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they're going to be very good. Honestly, I don't see them making the playoffs. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me. As far as Baker goes, my prediction for Baker is actually the Texans. Now, they have rookie, well, rookie last year, Davis Mills, but, I don't know, they don't really know what he is right now. And if they have Baker to compete with him a little bit, I think that'll either make him better or they can just start Baker. But you're right, Trey. I mean, not many teams need quarterbacks anymore. I think right now it's the Panthers and Seahawks. And I don't see the Seahawks have dark. That's kind of a lateral move. And then the Seahawks have block, but they're obviously going to trade up for Malik Willis. So I don't know. It's interesting. Um, I'm kind of glad that Baker's out, but right now he really doesn't have anywhere to go. Um, I don't think he'll go to the Texans. I think if it was going to be the Texans, why wouldn't they just? thrown him in the trade and gotten back a fifth, sixth for him, you know, and, and done it that way. Um, to me, if they were going to do that deal, it would have gotten done with the Deshaun deal. Uh, Tucker, thoughts on Watson? I know you're not a huge fan of this. Yeah. Um, no, I thought this was a very fair punishment for Deshaun Watson. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, no, getting stuck in – Cleveland, where he plays for the Browns, I think is the perfect punishment just to ensure that for the rest of your contract, you don't actually basically compete in the NFL. I think it's super fair. Um, do I think they'll do anything? No, I think they're the Browns. They're in a great division of football. And they're just the Browns. I like 
the Browns are going to brown their way through football and getting a QB that hasn't played in a year. I guarantee you, like, Deshaun Watson's going to have some huge problem where it's like, oh, he hasn't played football in a whole year and he hasn't practiced one bit or something like that. That's just how the Browns are. It's basically guaranteed the demise of his career. I couldn't be happier for him. Uh, I 100% agree. What about Baker? <laughs> Baker, um, I I don't. Do we lose Tucker? Do we lose Baker? Still here? No, he's still here. We lost me for a second. What do you think about What do you think about him going to the Texans? I I kind of like that one. I think like having like the Davis Mills versus Baker thing, where he can like work out his rookie contract and he's competing for the job, you know, and like it's a team where it's like, look, if you play well, you could guarantee yourself big money on a team that's like trying to come up, and if he doesn't, then he's out. You know, I think it's the perfect spot for him right now. With a team that's rebuilding, they need to find something. I'm going to change my opinion and say he's going to go to the Seahawks. I think that's a good spot for him. Um, Dell, Deshaun, Baker, what do you think? Um, Yeah, Deshaun going to the Browns. I'm I'm torn between... I I could see all possibilities. We talked about it last week. He could either be great, like better than he was on the Texans. He could be just a mediocre or he could be really bad. I mean, I know that's kind of covering every possible situation, but I really feel like it could be any of those three. I feel like I'm, one of those three is a safe bet there, Dale. I'm, I'm starting, I, I'm believing, I'm leaning more with Cam because I don't think he's going to do great just coming off of the year not playing. I, I think the whole team thing is going to be a little weird. Um, with the whole situation and it's the Browns. I mean, they find it just like the Jets jet, the Browns Brown. So I don't know. I, 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 th- I see them on paper. They're a better team, but they're probably going to be worse. They need to start. Um, their backup is like, uh, I had number one in my backups list guys. Um, uh, case Keenum. Right. Yeah. I think, um, yeah. As for Case Baker, no longer on the team. Oh, well, fuck. So Case Keenum is going to start somewhere and do better than Sean Watson. That should have been my wish to take. Fuck. No one should have done. He was on the Bills. Uh, Cam, your audio sounds. <laughs> your audio sounds good. Uh, it's good. <clears throat> Baker's. I have no idea where Baker's going to land. Um, he's still broken. I like the Texans. He's still broken, so I could see him being a backup somewhere. Um, all right, let's move on to some other signings. Uh, rather, a trade. Matt Ryan to Indianapolis. Um, I love this move from Indy. Um, I don't get the Matt Ryan hate. He's been on a cruddy team. I'm pretty sure I said this last week. Um, he's been on a cruddy team for a long time. He obviously has the curse of 28-3. I don't think that's personally a him curse. I think that's a uh, Atlanta Falcons curse. But um, I love this move. They upgraded a quarterback for, you know, minimal uh, assets. Uh, They have a great team around him. Um, I don't see any reason why the Colts can't compete for the AFC South. Uh, And I'm happy to see Matt Ryan kind of 
get out of Atlanta. They disrespected him, to be honest with you, with this whole Deshaun thing. They just kind of throw him to the side and be like, yeah, yeah, we'll uh, we'll, we'll resign you after. I imagine he wasn't too pleased with that. Um, so I'm glad that he is in Indy. I think, you know, I'm supposed to hate the Colts, but I'm always high on them. I think they're going to have a good year with him back there. Although it is like the fifth or sixth straight year with a different starting quarterback. But he is definitely an upgrade over Wentz, and uh, I see a bright future for them. And I think the Falcons are going to stink. I think that did I pick? I picked them for the playoffs, right, Cam? Yeah, we both did. Yeah, we we picked them for the playoffs while Brady was Woo! gone and before you know all this transpired. So uh, that's tough look. They are certainly not going to be in my next playoff ranking. So, but the Colts, I think, are now the favorites to win this win the South. I think the Titans are on the downturn. I think Matt Ryan's a better quarterback than Ryan Tannehill, so I love this move. Uh, Cam, what do you think? Yeah, I 100% agree. Um, people are comparing it to the Rivers move, um, but I think Rivers was definitely older and definitely more on a downfall. Matt Ryan had nobody last year. A rookie in Kyle Pitts, and his numbers were still pretty good. Um, he's always been very consistent, and I think that this is a great move for the Colts. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a win-now move, but it is similar to Stafford. I mean, Matt Ryan and Stafford are pretty similar in the sense of numbers and stuff. And, I don't know, I think it's fantastic. Definitely the favorites now to win the AFC South. If you're going to go to an AFC team while it's stacked, go to somebody in the AFC South. And, yeah, I think it, it's fantastic. And when we do our next uh, playoff predictions, both will be the winners. The Falcons will definitely not. Yeah, I think it's um... – I think it's a good move for kind of a quarterback. Like, they're not going through a rebuild, but they're trying to find their quarterback. I think this buys you significant time to get somebody in the draft or to figure out your next move after Ryan. Because I think he's still got some good football left in him. I think it's a much better move than the Rivers one. Uh, Tucker, what do you think? Um, I just want to start off with, you guys are way too high on Matt Ryan. I don't know why anyone like is like talking about Matt Ryan as if he's still an elite quarterback. This screams Philip Rivers to the Chiefs two years ago. To the Colts. everything okay. about this is the exact same thing as Philip Rivers as an as a washed former superstar going to the Colts to help them make a playoff push. I I just don't buy it. I like the Colts. I think the Colts still have a chance of making a run because of the pieces around it. I don't think Matt Ryan really improves this team much at all. Okay, uh, all right, hold on, hold on. Because you're saying that this is a Rivers move. They made the playoffs with Rivers. They did not make it with Wentz. How is this not yeah, an upgrade at quarterback? What? I just, I don't think it is. I don't think it is at all. I think uh, he's much better than I Carson just, Wentz. I don't think he is. Like, I, in terms of upside, his upside is just, like, average. That's his upside. Like, Carson Wentz can be a bad quarterback. He also can be a very good quarterback upside. 
You well, have you have a, you have Carson stuff. Wentz derangement syndrome. You well, no, you, no, you're, you carry like, Carson Wentz's like, banner more than Matt anyone Ryan I've ever still, met, and it's insane. You think Matt Ryan's still elite? No, like, but Matt I think Matt he's Ryan's a forty years old. It was I, never that great. I think he's a Matt good Ryan's quarterback, good and I think he's better than Carson Wentz. He hasn't been good since. 2016, and people are just like, you still got it. It's like, no, maybe he had Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley on either side. And this year, he was an absolute disaster. Let's look at their stats back to back. Yes, do it. Do it. Do it. And you say he had Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley. Matt Stafford had Alan Johnson. Had the best receiver of all time. He a, yeah, he put up great numbers. And then he got traded for the Super Bowl. So I'm not saying that they should have Oh, wait. Let's see. Oh, wait, wait. Okay. Carson Wentz, 3,500 yards. Matt Ryan, 3,900 yards. Carson Wentz, 27 touchdowns. Matt Ryan, 20 touchdowns. Carson Wentz, 7 interceptions. Matt Ryan, 12 interceptions. Tucker, like, after the Colts game. huge upgrade at QB. Like, you guys are trying to make this out to be. It's not at all an upgrade. It seems like it's two very average QBs getting traded for each other. Tucker, after it's the Colts game, you told me Michael Pittman was a great receiver. One of them 37 years old. After the Colts game, you told me that Michael Pittman was a great receiver and they had great receiving talent on that team. I said that Michael Pittman is a could be very good. And I still stand by that. Michael Pittman is in a wide receiver one right now. And I don't even know who their wide receiver two is. T.Y. T.Y. has been washed for five years. Shut up. Okay. But no. Like, let's look up T.Y. What's T.Y. Hilton's stats this year? So Ryan had a better year with worse talent. T.Y. Hilton had 330 me. yards this year, Trey. If T.Y. Hilton's good, then you need to stop talking shit about Nikhil Harry. T.Y. Hilton had a statistic <laughs> he was hurt. much worse year than Nikhil Harry this year. Cam, we okay? can barely hear you. I don't know why you're whispering, but we can barely hear you. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just picking up Cam every every other word. <laughs> uh, Dale, what do you think about this move? Um, can you hear me now? No, no we you're can still hear whispering. You. It's just quiet. It's just funny. Move the post. Move the goalpost. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is exactly what Trey said. This is a, this is a gap quarterback. He's not terrible. You know, he's not the savior of the franchise. Oh, he... Philip Rivers. It's Philip Rivers if, 2.0. If he's better, if so he's better, if he's better than Wentz, it's like Wentz is a 6.3, and this guy's a 6.6. Like it's not gigantic. He's definitely better. The team will have to build a little bit different around him. But the ultimate goal for the Colts will be to to bring in somebody, somebody young that can you know bolster this franchise with their new with their young running back. Um, and you know the talent that they have there that's that's still growing. So this is just a, this is just a gap um, signing. It was uh, a useless trade. And I, I <laughs> they had I nobody. Think, they had nobody without Wentz. <laughs> they needed someone. And Wentz is the same thing. That's Wentz insane. Is the same thing. Cam, you got something? <laughs> All right, keeping Carson Wentz is the same thing, but money-wise, it makes sense for the Colts because they're not because Wentz earned enough, played played well enough to earn a better contract somewhere than where the Colts were going to pay him. So they're like, we'll get the old part who may be slightly better. Well, they traded Wentz, so that, that 
doesn't make a lot of sense. Well, they're not good, but they're going to need a guy for more than one year. Correct. Yeah, uh, Matt Ryan's salary is $25 million this year. It's a $24.7 million cap hit. Cap's fake. Uh, Cam, you got something? Two-year plan, not next year. Can you guys hear me better now? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Okay, perfect. Um, another point I was going to make is Matt Ryan does not get injured. Carson Wentz, a lot Injury of injuries. King. Um, also, Matt Ryan has made the Super Bowl, made the playoffs like seven times maybe. I don't know the number. He but did make the playoffs after that 28-3 season, Tucker. So he has been good since 2016. Also, name me one standout on the Falcons' defense in 15 years. Um, the Brady Jarrett. Yeah, no, I'm not talking about their defense. I'm saying that I know you're not, but I'm saying that he's been playing for a team that doesn't have a defense. He's very good. He's an upgrade from (laughs) old Philip Rivers. He's, I think he's only 34, not 40. Oh, I can't wait for the NFL season because Tucker's going to lose this one. No, I'm not. Well, Rivers went like they're gonna go five. like nine and seven and maybe make the playoffs because the Titans have a worse year and you're gonna be like, oh, bro, I told you. I, I am. I 100 percent am. In terms of wins, Rivers did go 11 and five, which is pretty impressive. That's really Do not good. have a playoff win. So I would say he's probably gonna have a similar record. I'll go as far to say he's going to win a playoff game. All right. Um, so based on that topic, let's just talk AFC real quick, the, the big picture, because it seems like every single big free agent in trade was to the AFC. Um, and I hate it as a Patriots fan because we've done nothing all offseason, and now the entire league is better. So I just want to get a quick thoughts of... Almost like we spent $200 million in free agency last year. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't have done that. Um, it's all... so. Oh my god, damn it. I just needed today. I'm just, I'm I'm just saying maybe you shouldn't have given John o. Smith and Nelson Aguilar all that money. That's all I'm saying. Okay, the rest of the so, signings so I like. You sign when you sign big free agents, it's wrong. Is Nelson Aguilar a big free agent? Because not everyone... Folks, Nelson Aguilar was a decent one. You said, well, we need wide receiver help. You get a wide receiver on the team. Oh, not the right one. One that can't catch. Um, is a big free agent pickup. But he, he did nothing. He was one of the best tight ends in the NFL the year before. I don't know about that one, Chief. Um, You're stupid. Like, like, that was such a big deal because the Patriots, like, two tight end sets. Holy crap, like, this could be huge for the team. And then you're like, oh, no, I hate those trades now. And again, like, why we? A, then why did we not focus... Then why do we not focus on the two tight end set? That's bad GM work. Okay, so just looking. It doesn't work out. You don't want to talk about Matthew Judon here. You don't want to talk about Kendrick Bourne here. Oh, why? Because it doesn't prove your point. So you just are going to ignore them. No, I won't ignore them. Be- okay, Bourne was a Matthew, the Matthew Judon okay. Bourne, Bourne was a good signing. And Kendrick Bourne signing. I will. Bourne is a good signing, and Judon was a good signing, even though half the year he dropped off, and that's on coaching. So um, that's again falls on Bill. So the AFC, think about all the teams. That, I, I just want to say all the teams that got better, really. So the Vegas Raiders got a lot better. The Chargers got a lot better. The Broncos got a lot better. The Colts just got a lot better. Um, the Jaguars may have gotten better. Uh, the Bills got better. Um, 
all those teams I just listed outside of the Jaguars are teams that are ahead of the Patriots in my mind. Um, so I think the, the kind of the hierarchy goes the AFC West. All those teams are are right in it. The AFC uh, North. Oh, the Browns got better. I forgot to mention them. Um, the Bengals got better, actually, which is kind of sneaky. They've gotten a lot of good O-line help, which is going to be huge for them. So I think the AFC West and AFC North are kind of the powerhouses of the NFL right now. Um, I think those teams are all going to be, you know, the, the between the – I think the Chiefs will end up winning the division, and I think the rest of those three will be vying for those three playoff spots. It could be an NFC West kind of reverse from a few years ago. Um, and then the at, at, and the AFC North, you know, you're going to have the Browns, the Bengals, and the Ravens all fighting it out for, a, for you know, that division and then a playoff spot. Um, I don't see a path for the Patriots from my from, from the Patriots perspective. I think we're missing the playoffs next year just based on how much how much better the AFC has gotten. But Cam, you've like I said at the beginning of the show, you've kind of been, you know, the critic of the AFC. What's your opinion on it now? You've been texting AFC West in the chat all, all these past two weeks. Yeah, hundred percent. I've been anti AFC. It's very competitive, but there was no standouts. Um, flip-flop now. I mean, off-season moves and just watching Burrow, Allen, Mahomes during last season and during the playoffs, uh, that's an insane conference. I would not want to play there. Um, but you said I don't see a path for the Patriots. I actually kind of do. Um, I don't think they're going to be a wild-card team. The only way they get there is if they win the division. Wait, and they're going to beat yeah. the Bills, who they haven't made punt in eight quarters of football. I, I highly doubt it. But here's what I'm going to say: is they lost they their G, they lost their GM, Blizzard, the Tucker. lost their GM, went to the Giants, lost their uh, coordinator that went to the Giants. We have been signing Bills players. We've signed like three in the offseason. They released Cole Beasley. The Bills are getting worse. And I think that's a little bit of a path. I think the Bills are still better than the Patriots. But if you're going to make the playoffs, it's going to be winning the division for sure. AFC is insane. AFC West is signing every single person under the sun. Um, yeah, I mean, this is going to be an insane year of football, and I'm so excited. They're um, certainly not going to win the division because they can't play defense against the Bills, and the only way they can beat them is if there is hurricane-like weather conditions. So um, I don't see it, but, you know, I, I hope so. That'd be amazing. Uh, Tucker, AFC thoughts? What do you think of the, uh, the the makeup of our conference? Oh, the AFC is a gauntlet. Like, the entire AFC is a gauntlet right now, outside of probably the AFC South. But Outside of that, the AFC has gotten so much better this year. And, you know, every other team's also got, you know, draft picks, all that coming their way. Even the bad teams are going to be decent this year. The good teams are going to be great. And the average teams are going to be good. So I don't really want to say anything about it because I have no idea what this many changes into the landscape of it. You can't really predict this early into what anything's going to be. I'll say something but I said earlier. It's, it's, it's going to, I mean, the seven seed in the AFC will most likely be as good as the two seed in the NFC. Yeah, to that point, Tucker, I was saying earlier this week, I really think it's the uh, the Buccaneers 
or the Packers versus the like that entire field of AFC teams. Like there's so I think the NFC is going to be pretty straightforward. I think it's going to be oh well, I guess the Rams too. I think it's you know one of three teams coming out. Probably the Rams or the Bucks. Then I put the Packers third. Um, and then the you know the AFC. It could be any one of those teams I mentioned from the West and the North or yeah, even the, I mean, or even the Bills. Eleven, twelve teams that could be in the playoffs in the AFC. Like could be like in the, yeah, be like the top seed, not not just pay, yeah. playoff contenders, but the top seed, which is which is insane. Uh, Dill, you got anything? Uh, yeah. So I actually think that the Patriots do have a chance for um, making the playoffs as a wild card. Hear me out. Um, the AFC East is not great. Um. Obviously, the Bills are the best. Patriots have the potential to be second best. Um, I see them, if they play the, well enough, they can beat the Dolphins twice, beat the Jets twice, right? Um, you can't really say that about the AFC North, and you can't say that about the AFC West. Those are the, the big contenders, all eight of these teams, basically. Um, you know, a real possible... Um, playoff potential between all eight of them. There is a chance that it comes down to similar this year um, to a lot of teams being one game above 500, one game below 500, um, because they're all losing and beating each other. Um, I know it's only two games in, you know, against division opponents, um, but Splitting those games can be the difference if the Patriots can win all four against the Dolphins and the Jets. Yeah. I can, uh, I can see all of that splitting be very consistent this year because the Broncos got better. Um, they were three games under. They could bump up and beat two one games under 500. The Chargers got better. Chiefs Raiders stayed the same. The Raiders probably played Raiders, a little bit higher. Raiders got potential. better. Raiders got way, way, way better. Did they get a defensive Devont, guy? They I got Devontae Adams and Chandler Jones. Okay. Oh, yeah, Devontae Adams. And Brandon Bolden, which doesn't really matter, but it's somebody. I forgot about Devontae Adams. Um, and the fullback from the Patriots. But the, Brown, the Browns could be good with uh, with Deshaun, and the Ravens are getting their whole team back. I mean, the Steelers are probably going to drop out. But I think there is chance for teams to – beat each other and the Pats to slip in. Basically just what happened last week. I went through the Patriots record. I have them at, at a generous nine and eight. I have them at nine and eight, eight and nine. That's where I have them right now looking at their schedule. Uh don't have the games, but we have the opponents and I looked at it and it, it did not look great to me. Um all right, last football thing just very quickly, where's Jimmy G going? Um I think has the Panthers said anything about it? Because I think the Panthers would be the spot. I don't see you know, the Seahawks being there in division, I don't think they want that. Um, I I don't see the Texans. I mean, maybe, but I don't think that I think they'd rather just kind of roll with a younger guy. Um, I think the Panthers would be the best spot for them. Cam, where do you see Jimmy, Jimmy G? Yeah, there's been like no talk about Jimmy G at all. Honestly, I, I think he might stay. I yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Be. I was, was yeah. going to say that. I, I don't think that Lance is ready yet. I think they like him. 
and see a future, but I think maybe he needs one more year. I don't think it would hurt. Jimmy G is more than serviceable. I think they should keep him one more year, and if he plays like he did last year, they could get a little bit more value for him. Probably not, but personally, I think he stays. There's only two more teams that need a quarterback, and it's the Seahawks and the Panthers. I, I don't know. I don't see him... I don't see him going to either of those teams. I mean, Seahawks are in the division. I doubt the 49ers would trade there. And then Panthers, maybe. I don't know. If he does go somewhere, it's going to be the Panthers. But I think he stays. Yeah, I should have prefaced my comment with I, I believe that he's, he would he's more likely to stay as well. I have I think they'd have no problem having Trace it another year. Uh, Tucker, what do you think? Are you muted? Are you talking? No, I just missed that whole thing. I'm sorry. I was reading about Yusuf Nurkic. All right. Quickly, where do you have Jimmy going? Just give me a team. Jimmy, I have him going Panthers as well. I heard you talk about it, and I just spaced out for a second. So, Panthers. And, Dill, you've got him staying in San Fran. I think so. I think this year, I don't think they can trade for anything that's going to help them. They're going to hold on. Yeah, he'll be probably on the Colts next year once they get rid of Matt Ryan because they're doing the one-year thing every year with not that great quarterbacks. That actually makes a lot of sense. I it looked, does. I looked this up, so um, they can opt out of, the, of Matt Ryan's second year, release him, see you later. And then um, Wentz's contract was actually less than them picking up Ryan. So it was like a four mil difference. Well they won't do um, they won't get rid of Ryan after they end up making it to the divisional round. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> um all right, let's move off football. Let's go to baseball. So um Freeman to LA, Dylan, you had him at the Red Sox. I had him at the Red Sox pretty locked up. I think Tucker did too. Um it's it unfortunate. Just made so much sense. It's the Dodgers are just the new Yankees. Just the entire team is superstars. It's it's pretty insane. Um, I hate it. I hate the Dodgers. I hate it. Now I don't like Freeman. Uh, why would you do that? You shill. Um, turns out the Red Sox were kind of just used to, to gas up the price on them. We're never really in it. Uh, any thoughts on it, Dill? Um. Yeah. See, I'm not surprised. You know, you go with where the money is. Um. You know. It's just frustrating because the Sox needed a first baseman, and this was a guy to get. Um, they already knew they were going to, um, you know, they were willing to spend that type of money on a second baseman slash shortstop that they probably don't need, but they weren't willing to go after a, the guy that will fix a hole, a bigger hole at first base. Um, so I was kind of disappointed to see that, to be honest. And, you know, L.A., they don't need another first baseman. They already have, like, three of them, and they all start. Yeah, it's kind of so. wild. Um, well, they'll, they'll need a DH now. Uh, Cam, you're taking a semi-winner here, you said? I think so. You guys can be the judge of it, but... I'm pretty sure you said people, Dodgers, most likely. I did. I said I think the Red Sox are in last place for this. I they, don't ended, think, they actually ended up being in last place in terms of the Yeah, money. I don't think they pulled the trigger. I don't think they have the money or the balls to do it. And I said, uh, I think I might have said word for word, Dodgers are the new Yankees or something like that. And it's kind of true. I mean, they're willing to pay. They have the money. And they might not even need the guy, but they just want him. And that's what the Yankees did. 
um, all throughout the 2000s. Speaking of LA, what I just sent in our group chat, um, their total payroll this year is 273 million. Um, and number two is the New York Mets at 252 million, and they stink. Yeah. Uh, Cam, I might have ripped you off there. You might have just planted that seed in my brain. Seed in my brain. It might have come come back around. So, um, and, and just to put that in perspective, that's almost like three hundred million for LA, and Baltimore is last in payroll at thirty million. That's literally one tenth. Um, <laughs> They're one ninth of the payroll. <laughs> Tucker, what do you think of the Freeman signing? Quickly. Uh nothing. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's fine with me. Um, story to the Sox. Um, I like it just because I like the player. I am a little concerned about the Coors hangover effect. Uh, of course, he played at Coors Field. His numbers were way, way better. Like there was, if you look at his numbers, the percentage differences on them were crazy uh, for his home and away splits. Um, but I do like the signing. I th- do think he's a good player. I think he's a good defensive player, which they're going to need with no shift. Um, the worry becomes Xander. I think this is setting it up for Xander to go. I've seen this story a million times on the Red Sox. All it does is give them an excuse to not sign Xander to a, a big extension and just kind of let him walk. Um, I think they're going to go with it for now. And when they have to pay Xander, they won't. And he'll end up going somewhere else um, just to save money because that's how the Red Sox operate. Um, if that's the case, they got to sign Devers um, to, to an extension. But... I just don't like the writing on the wall here with Xander. Um, he's not moving off of shortstop, that's for sure. And I think Story's fine with playing second for now. Who knows how that'll progress when he is up for another contract and he's not making you know shortstop money because he's been playing second base for a couple of years. So I, I, I don't love it for the future of the team. But as right now, like Dylan said, fills a hole. Um, excited to see him play. Seems like he's eager to be on a wing, in a winning situation. Left money on the table, I think, from the Rockies to come here. So uh, you like to see that. And I'm excited to see him. Uh, Dill, you got anything else on it? I know you talked about it in your wasted take, but. Yeah. So to put it into more detail here, uh, his story's contract was six years, um, 140 million. That's 200 or sorry, 23 million a year. Um, and he is signed through 2027. Bogarts is signed through 2026 at 20 million. But he has an opt out coming up, doesn't he? He has an opt out after the end of next year, I think. At the end of 2023. Yeah, so next year. I believe. So they might deal him at the deadline next year. I wouldn't be surprised at all. See, the thing is, is they could, but I don't see the point. Um, Because they're not gonna, the twenty million for Bogarts is a steal through um, twenty twenty seven or whatever it is. So if he does, if he wants to stay, I think it's really up to him. If he wants, if they make this work and he wants to stay, which sounds like he loves Boston, um, then uh, there's no reason not to keep him, and because they're just gonna end up paying somebody at a higher rate for less skill. 
Except so, they'll have to pay money for him to stay, and they probably won't want to do that. Then just bring up a bum like Jeter Downs to play shortstop for him. So, but but if they already have him signed, he just. Like, I mean, he's gonna want more money. more money. That's how it works. He's gonna want more money, and they're not gonna want to pay him because they're the Red Sox, and they're all of a sudden poor. Yeah, I don't know. I think they they have money in the bank for this. I mean, they they do, but John Henry hates getting the checkbook out. He hates it. Well, they just spent 140 on a guy they don't need, so we'll see. Uh, Tucker, you got anything on it? I know Cam has uh, bowed out of this conversation, has nothing on it. The Sox yeah, need I mean, pitching is what they need. Yeah, I Chris like Sale signing. injured. That's I don't, great. Trey, you're just a pessimist. Like, if now the Red Sox spending money is a bad thing because no. they might not spend money in the future. I'm not a pessimist. I think uh, it's a good signing for the team. I'm just saying, would you rather have Xander or Trevor Story? I'd rather have Xander. Well, that's talent, right now. Best shortstop in the league. I'd rather have him than we Trevor have, Story. We have both right now. So why Correct. I'm happy with the signing. Like a hypothetical question. Because it's a real so question. Like it's not it. hypothetical. I like the signing. I think it's great. It makes the second base shortstop duo probably the best in the league. Um... Huge fan of it. Tucker, you just live in a world of daisies and rainbows and nothing will ever go I'm wrong. I'm just happy. I'm just a genuinely happy person. I'm sorry you're not that type of person and just want to be miserable 24-7 no matter what. Like, you you just listen to Felger and Maz and then you just, like, be like, hey, how can what happened today make me miserable? I'm not Like, I want all... to find a way for this to make me upset. I literally no ended my... Happens, I, be upset. I literally ended my conversation saying I'm happy with the signing. I'm excited to see him play. I, I said that. I'm fine. I'm fine with it. Start it. I'm concerned for the future. I'm sorry I have foresight. I'm concerned about X. I like Xander. Probably he's my favorite player on the Red Sox right now. So I'm sorry. Um, okay. Uh, March Madness. So turns out Cam's wrong. Very, very exciting year. For, for March Madness. Um, big upset. What is it? St. Peter's? I, I'll be honest with you guys. I'm not paying attention to March Madness. I never do. My bracket's crap. I will give you a, we will give you a bracket update on the Race It Takes Girlfriend's bracket and Mother's Bracket uh, challenge. Um, but I'm not paying attention. I watched the Vermont game. Obviously disappointing at the end. Free throws really bit him in the ass. But um, it was an exciting game to watch. Should have played Bailey Patel, in my opinion. Probably would have won the game. Um, but other than that, haven't watched much. I know Duke University is still in it, so I'm, I'm still alive. But um, I know this is kind of Cam and Tucker's area of expertise. But uh, obviously, we have St. Peter's in the Sweet 16, which is not expected. They're a tiny little school. They play in like a, a rec league gym. Uh, they knocked off Kentucky. Um, other big upsets... Um, Miami over Auburn. Yeah, we had Iowa Shout State. Out Dill. Dill had that. I did. I had Michigan over Colorado State. That was a good yeah. one for me. Boise was a big disappointment. Yeah, the Sweet UConn was a big disappointment. Um, I don't, I don't think so. Did I? I had Bama, my uh, Tucker sleeper pick, which I pick to go that far because Tucker had it as a sleeper pick and I decided to listen to him for once in my life. He screwed me. Um, you had LSU, so don't sit here on your high horse, buddy. I did have LSU, but that was my pick, so I can, I'm can i to myself to blame for that. I'm not blaming you for that. I'm blaming you for the Alabama one. 
Um, other than that, I don't have much on it. I mean, uh, we'll give you the update. I'll give you the update right now. In first place right now in the bracket is Dylan, followed by Linnea, his girlfriend. So that power couple leading the way. Tied for yes, second, sir. actually, is Jackie McNinch, making another strong run at the tournament. Last nope, year's champion. not strong run. No. Oh, yeah, wait. Nine. She has 610 max <laughs> points left. So, yeah, she's going to bow out here. Christina um, in fourth, my girlfriend, beating me, actually. Um, she's got a max of 1320. She's got 400 right now. I'm in fifth with 380. Got 1500 possible. Tucker behind me with 370, 1490. Uh, Cam in eighth with 350. He's got 1470 possibility. And Lindsay, Cam's lovely better half, uh, in last place with 280 points, max of 1200. So, Cam, I'll turn it over to you. The bracketology expert once again proving that he knows nothing about March Madness. So, that's the thing is, I, I told you guys I wasn't going to watch any basketball. I didn't start watching until college championships. And I kind of went in blind. There were a lot of teams that I was like, how did they make it? And didn't do any research. Just picked my bracket based off whatever. Still doesn't work. So that's <laughs> that's tough. But in other news, in my league that I'm playing for money, I didn't like the Duke pick after they lost to UNC and lost to Virginia Tech in the ACC tournament. So I did make another bracket. Um for the league that I'm actually playing for money, and that one has 470 points. So, doing very well there. Um, hoping Kansas can pull it off. Other than that, St. Peter's, crazy one. Uh, definitely taking my L for not a lot of upsets. Miami versus Iowa State. Michigan's in the Sweet 16 as well. Uh, UNC over Baylor, which I did pick. Um, yeah, it's been a fun March Madness. Um, really sad that it's not going to be on until Thursday because every day during work, I've just had my laptop next to me working from home, just watch basketball all day. It's been really fun, and I haven't been able to do that. And I'm kind of going through withdrawals. But, yeah, I don't have much, much else. Dylan, great pick with Miami and deserve being in first place. I think you'll probably win it. That's all I got. Um, Dylan and I watched the Baylor-UNC game together, which was a insane game. Tucker, you, I'll, I'll let you touch on it, too, because you're a UNC that was fan. Bananas. But, Dylan, anything you got in that game or anything March Madness uh, at all? Yeah, specifically that game, um, Baylor was down 25, somehow came back. Uh, it's called the refs, actually. It was. <laughs> it was. Yeah, somehow, somehow they just kept getting calls for twenty minutes until I, it was tied it, up. They did, but they were playing good defense. They were hitting shots. One of mostly. the worst injections I've ever seen. UNC did yeah, not know how to good. beat a press. Had no clue. Atrocious. Yeah. But uh, His name that that ga- that this. game came down to. When uh, Baylor was down by three or five um, multiple times with within five minutes, and they could not get a basket to shorten the lead with shots, um, with shots, with rebounds and more shots, and they uh, that that was it. They just couldn't shorten it enough uh, early enough. Um, they pushed it to OT, but um, 
they changed up the strategy in OT and ended up losing the game. Um, as for the bracket, the bracket's chance, I Googled uh, potential upsets this year, like top 10 in the first round, and I just chose a bunch of them, and then they had a couple potentially matchups for the second round. Um, that's what I did for Miami. I was just reading some things. I, one article. It was a one article, one bracket, um, currently sitting at in uh, 2.3 million uh, out of all the brackets. So I'm pretty, I'm up there pretty good at like the 86th percentile. Um, Tucker, UNC victory and your bracket in general and your mother putting out another good showing. Actually not, my, not, actually she's my not. My putting out a terrible, terrible showing. showing. Terrible showing. Um, but UNC deserved it. Uh, this team's got something in them. Do I have a future for them to win the tournament? Yes. I bet $20 to win 1500 so let's go UNC. I also have a future on UCLA, though, so that was probably poor planning on my part. Um, but I love UNC again. I mean, this team made it to the end and grinded it out against the top team right here and have every ability to make the Final Four with what's left. I don't think Purdue is a world beater at all. Um, Kentucky's out, who is definitely a team that was like, shoot, I don't think we'll be able to make it past. But now they just got to be UCLA, which I think is doable. UCLA is very good, very talented team, but has underperformed a lot at times. And then I don't know a thing about Purdue, but it's Purdue, so like they're not going to make the final four. Um, and then uh, the team I'm most scared about facing is St. Peter's because if St. Peter's makes the Elite Eight, there's nothing stopping them from making the Final Four. I just, at that point, like, you just kind of like count your chickens and say, you know what, we had a good run because if St. Peter's makes the Elite Eight, that's destiny at that point. All right. Well, we'll keep you updated on March Madness next week and our, our brackets as they kind of flush themselves out. Um, I'm still on a chance. I could, I could win it. Anybody could win it, really, here except for Cam. Um, so probably my mom and your mom. But anybody, I don't, anybody I don't on this like podcast. My uh, sweets are steam picks. Shut, shut that out. I don't like any of my picks, but all right. Yeah, um, I think Lindsay too. Yeah, Lindsay, Lindsay as well. Um, all right. So list guys, as you can probably imagine, cut for time again. Sorry, been a crazy couple weeks in the sports world. But we will jump right into our movie, Like Mike. This was Dylan's pick, so Dylan, I will let you go last. But I want to go first because I made a startling realization watching this movie that may affect scores. Like Mike, great movie. Enjoyed it. Uh, Loved it as a kid. One of my favorite movies as a kid. This movie is Rookie of the Year. This is the exact (laughs) same movie. You didn't know that? (laughs) No, I never realized that. It's Rookie of the Year. I don't know... How many years it came out after? Like probably 15, 10 to 15. It is the same movie. You've got the young kid who has something magical happen to him um, in terms of Henry. He breaks his arm and this one, Calvin, finds magic shoes. Um, You have the gang of sidekicks. You've got the old grizzled veteran who doesn't want to accept the guy when he comes in. Nine, Nine years apart. Rookie of the Year was 1993. Uh, 
Like Mike uh, is just two thousand two. So you got the grizzled veteran in in uh, the big stinky cheat the, the rocket, and um, you've got I forgot the guy guy's name. Tea time. Tracy. Ter- Terry. Tracy. Tracy. Um, the grizzled yeah. veteran who Tracy eventually Russell. gets a soft spot for the kid and looks out for his best interest. You even got the kid. Um, losing his powers in a pivotal game and still having to make a play. And you've and both, got both, both bowing both. out before the conclusion yeah. of the season. It's the yeah. same movie, the exact same movie. Now, I do enjoy both these movies. I did enjoy Like Mike. Um, I love all the inclusion of the NBA you know, stars, kind of similar to what they did in Rookie of the Year with him striking out like big names like Barry Bonds. Um, but... I love the inclusion of the NBA star, the NBA stars in it. Um, I like that they didn't use a team; they kind of made up their own team, the, the LA Knights, who interestingly made the playoffs for the first time in franchise history in this movie, which is kind of odd to me. How long have they been around? Like five years. But um, yeah, no, it, it, it's a it's a good movie. It's a classic. Um, pretty funny. Great acting from from Lil Bow Wow. Also, the song "Basketball" is my favorite sport. It's an absolute banger all-time song one of the best movie songs of all time in my opinion um so i'm gonna go ahead and i was gonna give this a higher score i'm gonna settle on a 6-2 for unoriginality it is the same movie it's insane i never realized it and now that i've watched the both you know i think we watched rookie of the year recently um in the past two years it's the same movie um tucker and cam you did not watch the film no but i do know the no. film and not say that. Yeah, same. I don't know if you'll let us. I don't feel comfortable grading it, actually. I haven't yeah, seen it in a very grade. long time, but no, I do know no about grade, it. No grade, but I if you want to talk about it. Your connection. Yeah, no, don't grade it, but if you want to talk about it, feel free. I don't have much to say. Uh, definitely a childhood film. Tucker was saying this earlier in the chat. He didn't watch it, but he's seen it like 50 times, but not in the last 10, 15 years. In the same exact way. Definitely seen it a lot when I was younger. Um, I would like to watch it, actually. I probably will, but I did not watch it. And next week, I'm going to have to watch the movie. Who's up this week, by the way? You are, Cameron. All right, gosh. Um, Tucker, anything to say? Anything to add? Um, yeah, I love this movie as a kid. Uh, but now that thing, I also love Rookie of the Year as a kid, so... You know what? You find a niche and you just go for it. And it makes sense. Like, of course, kids love movies about uh, kids becoming professional athletes because they get mad. They become magical. Right up our alley. So, like, yeah, I'm surprised that. Surprised that. Your mic's cutting out, Tuck. Oh, fuck it, dude. All right. Um,. Dylan, your, your movie, your score. Yeah, so I'm actually kind of surprised it took us this long to choose this movie, to be honest. Um, I think I said honest like twice. Um, it's it's late. So this is a, like this is just a genuine good movie. It's a feel-good movie for me. I mean, I've, I've watched this so many times as a kid. Um, there were many parts in the movie... Because uh, I watched it today before the show, where I didn't really know exactly what was going to ha- happen, but as soon as it clicked, I knew every word till the rest of the scene. 
it was it was it was one of those situations where you hadn't seen it in so long that you've watched it so many times before. I forgot the um, uh, the owner of the orphanage, played by Crispin Glover, gets basically murdered by the mafia. Yeah, forgot that part. And that that's what I was going to bring up was that I never really realized that he was betting on. I just always thought he just really wanted the shoes or something. Like I like um, I never really understood he was betting on the game. Uh, that scene where he goes and like meets the, the guys in the bar or whatever. I, oh, I always thought was confusing as a child. Um, but now I, I mean, I, I'm not going to say I feel bad for the man, but I'm saying when, you know, he was jacked up in that chair, um, watching the game. It was the first basket of the game and the Raptors scored and he was freaking out like he already won. Um, you know, I I get so excited after like a five dollar bet in the same situation, so I couldn't imagine what a hundred grand would be. Um, I'd probably act the same. So, uh, as a movie though, um, like I said, feel good movie. Um, it's exactly like Rookie of the Year. I was thinking the same thing as I was watching it, right? But I think it does it better because the inclusion of the the stars in the league is is it's throughout the whole movie and it's more drawn out. They actually have lines and they're part of the whole movie as opposed to rookie of the year. Um, and I, I think the story is just, I don't know. It's more fun. Um, and the acting is better for sure from the kid star. So I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a solid. I think we give it a solid 7.1. 7.1 from Dill. Hold on, let me tabulate my score here. Let's give, it makes it a 6.6 .6 on the board. Um, actually, our lowest rated movie thus far. Um, yeah, I'm not surprised, but like in terms of enjoyable movie, I, I mean, oh, I'd yeah, watch it again. Super, wow. super fun. Um, all right, that's Wasted Takes, episode 116. Uh, hopefully we can... Uh, my movie. Oh, yeah, Cam's movie. My bad. My bad. Go ahead, Cam. All right, so I'm pretty sure I put this in the chat, but never actually said it. Kingsman? Did, not, did we not watch Kingsman last year? No, I put it in the chat, but it wasn't during movie season. Uh, is, this, is this the movie where he's like a knight? He's a secret agent. Oh, never Secret mind. agent, but also a knight, kind of. Kind of. Is this Kingsman one? Kills or yeah, not? Kim, kills. There Fight. is two Kingsmen. Which one would you like to watch? Fights, Actually, there's three fights against Samuel Third one's Jackson. not out yet. I thought. Oh, never mind. Uh, all right, Kingsman, the original. Um, and no, the third one is out. I watched it. Oh man, can we pick that one? I haven't seen the second one. I've only seen the I've first one. Never seen the first. All right, Kingsman it is. Uh, watch it or don't. Uh, Tucker and Cam, if you don't watch it, you know the punishment. Um, not that it really matters to you, Cam. but um, Or Tucker. for that. Actually, Tucker's in last, so not that it matters to you, Tucker. Um, that's uh, what, wait, oh, who won the point? Uh, we didn't do a point. We haven't uploaded yet. so It's live. Oh, it just got uploaded, so we'll have to yeah, do it next week. But that's where it takes episode 116. Check us out on our socials. Uh, stay tuned for... All things sports. As we move closer to baseball, we move closer to the draft, we move deeper into the hockey season. Bruins made a big signing. We didn't get to touch on it, but 
Um, and we move close to the NBA playoffs. Uh, we will have the culmination of a lot of takes coming up in, in the next couple months. So just make sure you stay tuned. Thanks for getting wasted with us. And we will see you next week.